0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Live around Australia
2: on SCN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. No, 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 it ain't, it ain't, it ain't them. Good afternoon and welcome to Taz Racing Talk with not Sammy Holland or Cam Loop and me, Jason. Jason, Jason Boddington and the dog man himself, Campbell Brown, who is currently suffering from two perforated eardrums. Beca- beca- who, were, who sat there previously, but they, they must be very hard of hearing because your head actually blew off. It the lip- blew off when that, when, when that intro came in, I saw your head explode. Your lips are moving, but I
1: can't hear anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is that, Jay Bond? <laughs> Keep talking,
1: please. Yeah. Um, good, good afternoon and uh, great to be back, Bond. Um, yeah, that was a very, very loud intro for me anyway. So uh, that's actually yeah. a really good um, April Fool's joke that I'm going to start running with now. You're Maybe just going to turn everyone's... After I'm off air, I'm just going to turn all the headsets up high I don't they, mind they that.
2: No, I don't mind that at do all. It.
1: Let's just start sabotaging equipment around here.
2: Uh, I oh, I'm only going to say this: the only little flaw in the plan is you have said it on air now. So <laughs> I think they will well, be able to back, find. I think they'll
1: find out who it was. It's like the car parking issue, though. I, I'll do it, but I don't. I don't care. You yeah.
2: Know? What are you going to do? <laughs> Maybe just get a bunch of cars and just put them all, all through the car park. Um, <laughs> have you been down and visited? Oh, yeah, there's a new sauna downstairs. Have you been getting a beat on, getting a bit of a sweat on down oh, there? Enjoying been, it? Yeah, yeah it's good. Down there Not bad.
1: Mate, it's outstanding. It's
2: outstanding. <laughs> I might have to go and frequent it at some point. We've got a big show coming up here on Taz Racing Talk. Brown Dog. Jamie Coxshot will be joining us very, very soon with Caleb Williams. Yes. Paddy Ryan Brennan's oh. old man. So Brennan's, Brennan's daddy. So we're going up yep. in the world. Yes. Eventually we'll have the great grandfather. It'll be, uh, where did you come from, sort of situation. And this then is Mark Gannerton. I don't mind that. Yeah, I actually like doing those interviews, those long form interviews where you you say you were born in Frankston in 1962 and sort of getting deep into it. But for now, he wasn't born in 1962 or in Frankston, but his name's Jamie Cockshut. How are you, Jamie? Cocky. Not too too
0: bad, boys. Not too bad.
1: How's your weekend? Oh, yeah, not too bad, bro. Not too
0: bad, mate. Um, yeah, not too bad at all, mate. Just show, show, show the small profit, mate. If we show a small profit every weekend, well, we're doing okay, mate.
2: Exactly uh, right. He's got, he's, got, he's got plenty. Don't worry about it, Brandon. Just, just as you have, I'm the only one who, who needs to keep working for him. Um, we need some tips. We'll start with Hobart tonight, please. Jamie, what do you got for us?
0: We'll go to Hobart tonight, mate. Um, pretty keen. Last week I was pretty keen on Ida Miss Lucy and she got the job done at around about 4.50, I think, in the end, which was crazy. And she'll get the job done again. I was keen on the the two, but it's a scratch. So Ida Miss Lucy goes as the best bet now, mate. Race five, number five. The best value play comes up, race six, number 10, Finn McKee. Um, Finds this a lot easier and it's been going okay the last couple. Just If Young Tarn 4 can get onto the three white line, I reckon he can get over the top of them late. And a couple at odds I like. Race one, number thirteen, B. Be good, Benny. Um, Joining outside the second line, but if young Caleb Williams um, can just pinch some runs mid race up on the pegs and get out at the top of the straight, don't be surprised to see this horse hit the line strongly at around about twenty to one. And race seven, number nine, Resurgent Rebel. He's got a step. Um, he was oh, he missed away last time, and, but he was okay after that. So if they've amended his manners and he does. Again,
2: he's got a really good chance at around the $15, $16 mark as well. All right, beautiful. You mark those down, Brando? I certainly have. You, you need to bounce back because uh, – do we mention the war on air about the tip that you got from uh, our friend uh, last week? Yeah, was
1: a, I, I'd eagerly awaited all yeah, week. all week. Remember, he offered it up. We didn't interrogate him. He just no. said, oh,
2: boys – Tuesday. Well, he specifically wanted to give you this tip, yeah, because he wanted he want he's a Hawthorne fan. He wanted a sign jumper, and he thought I better give you something and a little bit of odds, something juicy that you can get your teeth stuck. Dog in going there.
1: around that just wins. I was like, that's like music to my ears. Oh, it's anyway. beautiful. Wait for the markets. Dollar ten. Dollar oh. ten. So I wasn't overly <laughs> wrapped with with that, but um, I bet yeah. you still backed it. I had something small. <laughs> <laughs> uh So we've got race five, number five is your best, uh, Jamie. Race six, number 10 each way. Uh, race one, number 13, which is uh, be good, Benny. And we're going to be having a ch- or you're going to be having a chat to Caleb Williams very shortly. And race seven, number nine. They're the four plays for
2: tonight in Hobart. And, uh, and Lonnie on Sunday, we'll get a couple there as well. Uh, and tell me about, What's going on with Joni Ann? The way Joni Ann went last start, it'll be coming back at the end of the year, back to Victoria for the Inter Well, oh,
0: You're not wrong, mate. Last week, he went like an absolute leagic. I don't know what Connor Quick's done to him, mate, but his run last week is the best run I've seen down here for at least four or five years, mate. Wow, that's he serious. It,
2: it was phenomenal, wasn't it? Like, it was just... It was he was, he,
0: he was entitled to stop at the 400, but Connor flicked him up, mate, and he put a gap on him. And, you know, he, he beat some handy horses, and he was three wide of the breeze, and he went back. And he went forward again. Uh, it's just a phenomenal run. and He's in a race Sunday night, which he should be winning, as long as he repeats that effort. And so he's he's one of the best bets. And the other one comes up in race two, number two, Macho Mover. First up, I told Rattray from a spill. He's a pretty handy two-year-old, this boy. Or oh, he was last season, but um, he resumes as a three-year-old. Gets a draw. And if he's... He, he, he knows certainly, because the pole market can kick up. So, But if he does find the lead, he's immoral. If he's got to sit parked, he will be vulnerable and always be a lady. he be the danger, but I'm backing on Toddy, get to the lead and um, he'll be winning along with Joni. And in race seven, number six, the value plays come up, Race five, number five, Puntane Stride. Um, he was enormous in the Tasmania Cup heat and final. He gets back to stand start conditions. Young Caleb Williams is on board. So he just just got to give himself away, and if he gets up to the front of the field, leads or or just. You know, on speed, I reckon he'll take plenty of getting around. And the other one I like, race nine, number six, Exciter. Um, Resumes from a break, but he was very good trial on Monday night. He was just behind the speed, some handy horses, and he looked to have a lap four left. He's drawn wide to young Ryan Backhouse so that's got to make the decision early to push the button. If he does push the button and get up on speed, I reckon he'll give a great sight over the 1,680-metre the trip. The value plays come up, race six, number five, we salute you. And race eight, number eleven, Guido Darciana, Quadrilla, long session, first leg one four five twelve, second leg four five nine ten eleven twelve, third leg three and six, last leg nine only, forty eight dollars hundred percent. We'll go another one, with a bit of insurance for the last leg, boys. One four five twelve. In the four, five, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, in the three and six, in the 48 dollars for thirty three point three per cent of the dividend.
2: I love a little bit of a staggered quarter. You know you know what I'm like, I could have eight or even more on occasions, but we've got one there, our main one, and a staggered But to find out a little bit more about one of your best plays, best value plays, Pantano Stride and to find out a little bit about how they're going, young driver Caleb Williams, I'll let you take it away here, Jamie. How you going, Caleb? Yeah, good yourself?
0: bad buddy um we'll just let people know a bit about you mate you made the big decision about or probably a bit over 12 months ago now to come across from king island and and have a crack on on the big island of tasmania to see how you're going you know you've really you're strapped especially over the last couple of months anyway you're getting a bit more confidence and you've been drawing with a few winners of late
3: yeah that's right um as of lately i've just yeah i've gained a bit more confidence and um, I think patience has played a big a big role in the, in the past few or couple of months really. Um, yeah, everything's starting to fall into place and it's yeah, going
0: really well. Yeah, we'll touch on a few drives you've got tonight at Hobart. We'll start in race one, number 13, Be Good Benny. I do give him a good chance at, at, at long odds. He's been going okay. You're going to have to save a bit of ground in the run, but if he does get out late, I reckon he can hit the, hit the line strongly and, and give a bit of cheek.
3: Yeah, he ran a really good third last week. He's got a very good turn of foot, um, which we'll use that late, and he'll be hitting the line very strongly and running a good race, I believe.
0: Um, go over the race. He's got the old fella stylish trend. Um, he's off ten meters, but he always begins safely, and he's going to put himself into the race early, and he's going to have to be some sort of chance for you as well. Yeah, he begins
3: beautifully like he normally does. Um, if he does that, he'll he'll, uh, he'll he'll lob handy anyway, and I think if he if he settles up near the on speed he'll he'll
0: run a super race as well. And you go over to the last race, summon G M P he's always thereabouts in these races. He's drawn a bit wide, um so you gonna look to push forward early or, or go back and drive for a bit of luck. Yeah it, we'll
3: conserve him up and we'll we'll um we'll take it we'll take a bit of cover on him and he's always
0: thereabouts in these races so I'm sure he'll be there again in the finish. Then we had along. long to Long system on Sunday night. You've got, you got a pretty good drive here, Pantano's drive. this will give you a, a feature race winning the um, Devonport Marathon. He was brilliant in the recent Tasmania Cup Series. Um, I'm sure Ben's having you been giving him a bit of practice during the week to make sure you can get him away on Sunday night because so I think if he goes away, I think he, he just about wins this race. And um, So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's
3: right. His, his Tassie Cup Series was super. Um, he he'll he's got the good front road draw here, so he'll will we'll drive forward anyway and if he settles up on speed I'm I'm sure he'll take plenty of beating.
0: And I reckon this would be your favourite horse, Hayden Bromack. Um he's won his last two. Um he just I reckon you've just found out the way to drive him yourself and Ben, just drop him out the last, pull him to the outside and just let him finish because He's uh, finished like brilliantly his last two to win pretty easy. Uh, he's got a tricky draw to overcome, but I'm sure you're gonna go back from out there because that's the way you've been driving But if he do get the right run into the race, he's gonna be some chance again.
3: Yeah, his last two weeks have been enormous really. He um he had a little bit uh, he was quirky earlier on but we think we figured that out now and yeah, we'll drive him similar and hopefully when we let him out uh oh, anywhere from the four hundred on we'll do that home really well.
0: Yeah, you, know, you, you work for Ben so I'm sure you kept busy busy up here with Ben. You got up here for your work, doing the feeds and, and all that sort of stuff. But the five drives you got over the, or I think you got chances after Ben over the weekend. So which one of them are you are your best one, mate? It would to be part Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you there, mate. But I'd just like to wish you all the best. Good to have you on. And um, hopefully we get you back on the ground soon when you keep driving those winners, buddy. No worries. Thank
2: you. Thanks very much to you, Jamie, and also to Caleb Williams. there's, um, there's a great depth of talent down there? Now, tell, tell me quickly before I let you go. Do you know what Connor Crook's plans in the uh, in the short term future are? Is he staying down there, or is he making is he making his way on the mainland at some point?
0: Yeah, the reports during the winter time, James. We drop back to one meeting a week, so you know he's full time in the harness industry. the reports. He, he's been able to secure some stables at Cheverton. Um, the new complex there, and he's going to bring a team over. So the team he's got at the moment are going pretty well. So you probably hit the nail on the head, mate. You might see Joni in over at Milton in, you know, during the winter months, especially because he's gone to a, another level since he's come across to Tasmania.
2: I think mean, watch out when kind of gets here. I think he's going to make a pretty big splash. Jamie, thanks very much for your time, mate. We'll talk again next Thursday. No worries, boys. Thanks, hey, Jamie. There's Jamie Cockshut and Kayla Williams. It's great to hear from the young talent. No, we were young talents once upon a time.
1: Well, not that long ago for me. <laughs>
2: uh, you're wearing another lovely uh, pink Did, Did yeah. you get them all to, You got them all together, didn't you?
1: They're all from the same brand. Yeah. yeah. Scotch and soda. I just, if I find something I like, I just stick to it.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's a, you're doing a little bit of Insta work? like you, you, you Yeah, not so n- You're not doing that kind nah, of thing? No. I've,
1: I've never found, I'm an influencer.
2: Yes, you are. Um, but, I don't think anybody would doubt that. Of good
1: times, not of fashion. <laughs>
2: You're an influencer of good times. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're a good time ambassador. Correct. I yeah. love that. I'm, I'm really pleased a, to hear
1: it. Isn't Connor the name Connor Crook the best uh, name in the whole racing industry?
2: Well, well, yes and no. You'd have to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably not not the one that you'd want going into a game. Uh, I, I know that some people are still, you know, on this station even sometimes use horrific terms like. Sheets on seats and crimson no, rims. And no, I can't. No, you can't. You should be pulled up for something like 100%. that. 100%. Don't you
1: reckon? Yeah, maybe 10 years ago you, you could get away with it. Yeah. But now it's as clean it's as. 2022. It's ever been. Yeah, it's as clean as it's ever been.
2: You can't make fun of a bird for losing and, her hair these and, days. And we're
1: as politically correct as we've ever been as a society, you know? Which
2: Polit- you which you and I are rapped about. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: Is, there a, is there a thing for losing hair on your back? Because I. <laughs> Ba- back I need back a uh,
2: Oh, you, you, you would like to contract it. Yeah, okay. I need it. I need it. You, you, you would like, so you want, to like, an anti-vaccination. You want, so, you want something to actually remove the hair. back a there's, there's other ways of doing that. We'll talk about it in the break, <laughs> Brown Dog. Uh, waxing. Let's go for a break. Come back. We'll have Pat Ryan, father of Brennan, on the line when we come back. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about Brennan and also about his star greyhounds, including Just Posh. Live around
1: Australia on SCN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam
2: Luke and Campbell Brown. Like, I've been doing it for a while now, haven't I? Can, can somebody put my name, even if it comes off again, somebody, Brando? Somebody just put the name on there. I know. I'm looking at you know, Sandy like,
1: Highland with his hat on. I feel like you and I are, uh, will be regulars at this now, going forward. Well, how- Sammy's in in Queensland. Cam doesn't work Fridays. It's
2: it, it's you and I. Well, how could they separate us at this point? When you when, when you see something beautiful, you don't turn away, do you? I feel like you keep the, looking. at it. I feel
1: it. like we both ended up here through um, laws of deduction, <laughs> right, right, rather than them specifically hand yeah, us. Yeah, you
2: don't think it, you don't think it, you don't think the the there was a, like a, a board of directors meeting nah. where they thought. I, t- I tell you what, we've got to do. More Brown Dog and Bond. Nah, I reckon they've. I reckon we've just landed here. Because they were just weather. looking at the whiteboard and going, well, are here at 12 o'clock on oh, I don't mind it, yeah. But, 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 still, it but still it works. Still it works. It Brennan Ryan typically joins us on Taz Racing Talk. But now we're going to the source. We're going to his old man, Pat Ryan. How are you, Pat? Very good, thanks. Now, uh, our producer here, Michael Thompson, we call him Tom Banger, he's desperate to get some dirt on your son, Brennan. But I tell you what, I reckon I could get three private investigators on the case, and we wouldn't find any dirt. There would be no dirt on Brennan. He's just a good
4: bloke, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's no trouble whatsoever, and um, you won't get much on him. But, uh, no, anyway, he's um, very dedicated to the dogs. He loves the dogs and uh, does a lot of homework on it, history on it, and – it's good he's found something in life that he enjoys, you know.
2: You'd be pretty proud of him. I, I've, I keep telling him I'm going to get him a race calling gig. He's got he's got the perfect voice for race calling, but he's doing a great job with us on his track. So he, we'll get stuck into the grey ends in a moment. But yeah. you would be a pretty proud father.
4: Uh, in saying that, my brother uh, passed away at a young age at 21. He was a very good race caller, and uh, we come from North Queensland. And at one stage there, he was calling the three codes and. Um, Yes, He got killed going to a race meeting uh, out of Richmond, out of central Queensland there in, uh, in a car accident with a jockey, unfortunately. But, yeah, he was since a really good race caller. Uh, Paul Ambrosoli, come up to town for one year and, for a meeting and told him, you know, the world was his oyster. He could uh, go anywhere he wanted to in Australia and call, you know.
2: Well, that is an incredibly tragic story, but I'll tell you, but I'll tell you what, it, it, it does tell me that I'm on the right track here. There is some heritage and <laughs> maybe, some bloodlines here. Um, yeah. Now... A couple of grey ends that are going super well at the moment. In fact, your entire team is, but Turbo Inferno and particularly just Posh are just flying at the moment. You've got them going at the peak of their powers.
4: Yeah, they're going terrific. Um, we only got we've got about a team of twelve, but they're all staggered at different ages, and uh, we've only got three racing at the moment. But um, uh, Turbo Inferno is owned by some family friends down in Hobart, and um, but the others we more or less. Uh, breed, we didn't breed Just Posh, but we bought her as a young one, we rear her own, and uh, Brennan's heavily involved in that, and um, and it's good, you know, when you get them to the track, and they're successful.
2: It just Posh is clearly the best you have.
4: Yeah, she's the best bitch we've got here. Um, she had a little bit of trouble handling uh, Launceston. Uh, we thought she could run the distance, no worries, but it's a really tight track, Launceston. If they can get around there, they get around anywhere, and the last couple of runs there she's taken to it and uh, she won a final there the other night of the breeders and, uh, no, she's going terrific. Is
2: she going so well that we uh, we go on a little road trip at some point?
4: Maybe. Um, we're in no hurry because uh, there's been a, a run of um, Tasmanian bred age-restricted races over here and there's still a couple to go so uh, we'll keep her here for that. And down the track, Because as a breeder, uh, to... Enhance her value, you know. It's really good if she go to the mainland and especially when it's seen down all the meadows. So definitely look at that down the track.
2: Now, yeah, when I say road, uh, just be very careful, Pat, because you don't want to be driving over the. the sea. So, yeah, I would take a. <laughs> bo- would boat. Brown dog, you'd take a boat, wouldn't you?
1: Need to take a
2: boat. I mean, if you want to be in your car on the boat, that's up to you, but yeah. I wouldn't try <laughs> personally driving from. Ta- yeah, There's for- no truth, <laughs> mate. There's no, no You know what? They promised it. It wasn't in the budget. I was waiting in the budget recently. Josh Frydenberg, where's. The bridge and uh, still no bridge, unfortunately. Strike rates going they don't am- want the <laughs> strike rates going amazing. I mean, that's that's a point of great pride. You've only got, as you mentioned, you know, a relatively small team of twelve greyhounds. Yeah. but when they're all going well and you've got that strike rate, it's a point of uh, great pride, I would imagine. Well, I'm not really so much
4: into the strike rate thing, but um, my old man used to say, you know, the fast one's making money and the slow one's got your money, so. We um, quickly move them on if they don't show something. And uh, Brennan's a very hard marker. He, I uh, well, used to be when I was younger. Um, but, you know, he's quick to say it's got to go, you know. So um, so we only have a small team. And, of course, we've got pups coming through. The dogs we do have race and do got to pay for all that. So um, the ones we do have race. And we sell. We sell a lot of dogs. So, uh, so you know, we, we're always going to have a small uh, team, but there's money got to come in all the time to keep this going. So um, that's why we uh, probably have success, you know, with the runners we do have. But um, so we can't afford just to have dogs here that aren't paying their way.
2: Well, we did get some dirt on Brandon. After all, he, like you would think, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. Brown dog. It sounds like he's quite a ruthless character. <laughs> quite a brutal, well, ruthless a- character.
4: He is. Um, he has got a pretty quiet and. Um, temperament and all that, but when it comes to uh, the dogs and that, he is a pretty hard marker. So, uh, yeah, he, he uh, he's not going to waste his time on it. He puts a lot of time into the dogs. Um, he helps here out all the time. He does as much as I do, you know. And um, So, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, he's, uh, he knows the form of them better than me probably, and uh, if they're not going to measure up, they're on the market and they're out of
1: here. So he would have fitted in well in the Hawks' uh, unsociable uh, <laughs> foot, football back in the two thousands with Clarko. I like oh, it.
2: Geez. Yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what though. Um, if you're a greyhound at the moment at the Ryan property and you're not going to, well, I'd just stay away from Brendan.
4: <laughs> I, I just no, get the thing is, the ones that are here get really well looked after. Yeah, and um, and they're well read, and uh, we spend a lot of time with them. And um, as I said. You know, we just can't afford to... We haven't got a big number of teams and uh, there's only the three of us here. We haven't got any other family over in Tassie. We come from Queensland. And uh, so the ones that are here do get looked after well and well-read and well-trained and all that and everything's put into them. But uh, like anything, you know, they've got to... It all costs money and they've got to pay their way.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, a couple of them are paying their way right now. The team's flying. I think Brennan is a terrific young man. You sound like a great bloke, Pat, and we wish you all the best of luck, mate. And I think Tassie's... Very lucky to have you down there. And now that I know I've got, some, I've got some bloodlines and I've worked through the stud book and we've gone through the family, my desire to get Brennan behind the binoculars is uh, it's gone up to another level. Very much appreciate your time, Pat. Thanks, Enjoy. Pat.
1: Cheers, mate.
4: Yeah, all the best, boys. See you
2: later. Let's find out what's happening in the world. Here's the news. When we come back, we'll be talking to Mark Ganderton. Live around Australia on SCN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Now, it's J-Bond and Campbell Brown, and we are dominating as per usual here on Taz Racing Talk. Very quickly, I was just men- mentioning to you off air, a mate of mine was, you know, these top 10 lists and all the rest of it, um, desperately unhappy that uh, Clayton Oliver yeah. wasn't in there, and he just sort of said, uh, take Brown Dog aside, I was like... <laughs> Probably not my role there to be... Uh, but it is amazing. It's he's, ama- he's underrated. It's like, amazing, Like people do get well, really I'll, stuck into I'll, it, I'll right. say
1: this, okay? I got yeah. a, a message from a legend of the game, mm. a former captain of the Sydney Swans, mm. Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Who I thought the, you weren't going to name and then you just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. He, yeah. I wasn't. And I thought yeah, no, yeah, I might as well. Yeah, okay. He saw the list. So yeah. it's just my opinion of who by the end of the year will potentially be the top 10 players. Yes. But, um, He sent me a message saying, where's Clayton Oliver? So even, I mean, that your your mate's on the right track. Wow. I said I couldn't squeeze him in. By the time you've got Bont and Petrarca and I put Isaac Heaney and um, Oscar Allen, a a few people, 10 goes pretty quick. He was 11th. (laughs)
2: <laughs> they're, they're about 5 so and 11 The 11th, sentiment weren't they? from yeah. you mate
1: was well and truly uh, a, a few I'll
2: let him know that Josh Kennedy agrees <laughs> yes. Now our next guest and I'll let you take over here Mark Antonin's on the line, Brando
1: Yeah, welcome to uh, Taz Racing Talks Mark, it's great to have you on We've spoken to Daniel a few times But uh, speaking to you for the first time, how are you?
5: Yeah, I'm well, Brownie. Yeah, no, Daniel's the, he's the famous one out of the family, mate.
1: Mr. butler. <laughs> I always uh, end up catching up with him after the Devonport Cup and the Hobart and Lonnie Cup. We get on fantastically. Hey, Wednesday night, let's talk about Monte Bianco because uh, this filly really had been building towards a win in her first couple of starts and finally finally got one on Wednesday night and what was one of the performances of the evening?
5: Yeah, look, we were really happy with her on Wednesday night, mate. Um it's been a bit of a work in progress. I know that's a cliche and I suppose you blokes get sick of you and that sort of stuff. But you're now Pine Eagle and they can be uh, uh, touchy to train. Um, yep. you, they, you can you can let their heads fly off pretty quickly if you're not careful with the work you do with them. You know, you've got you to gotta temper your work to their um, mental application and um, she's just took a little bit longer to, to get to where we wanted to but we actually thought she might have been 1,000 guineas or an oaks filly We couldn't quite get her there because we couldn't get the work into her to get her mobile in time for it, you know, so she's a touch backward from a learning point of view because she hasn't had them good strong hard gallops to educate her. So, um, you know, but all her runs have been really good. She's just sort of learning as she's going, mate, you know.
1: Yeah, so you're confident, that that was over the 1400 obviously on Wednesday night, you're confident that uh, she'll be able to step up over a bit further the mile and and potentially more?
5: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think she'll definitely run a mile and we're pretty keen to push her past that. And, and to be honest, that's her chance of making a reasonable horse. You know, like if, um, you know, if she can't run a trip, she's just going to be a moderate horse, to be honest. So, yep. um, you know, but we're a believer in that. We give her plenty of time. Again, we haven't, you know, we could have chucked a set of shades on her and drove her forward and made a certainty out of her on Wednesday night, but we did. And we elected to leave her alone, let her learn, hope her ability carried her through, and thankfully it did.
1: Yeah, certainly one to follow. Uh, in race number four... Uh Binance a little bit unlucky not to um to get that result overturned uh with a protest got ensnared with ensnare who knocked you off when you when you lodged the protest were you pretty confident
5: oh look I wasn't I wasn't I had I needed to have a look at the film because the big question was you know was there a run there or not you know that was because obviously I watched it side on after viewing the film I was pretty confident and Pretty disappointed the stewards didn't share our view, but
1: anyway, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> how do you go with, with Daniel? He obviously does the bulk of, of the riding for you. Do you ever have to give him bump him off one of the horses as a little bit of uh, punishment or just keep him keep him uh, in check? Oh, I
5: think his mother had kill me if i
1: done that mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, better to keep them on yeah. side, isn't it, mate?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. I I've, <laughs>
1: <laughs> now mark you've only you've only got a relatively small team but you've got some really nice horses in the stable who do you think is is the pick of the lot and um and where uh where you're looking to to send some of these horses like fighting phoenix and um, far away hit uh well
5: look um, far away hits out of action for a bit mate she yep. had a she had a bone spur on a fetlock and unfortunately we had to get that surgically removed so that's so she's out of action. We probably won't see her until about october okay. I reckon. Um, but uh, Fighting Phoenix, we're looking to run her through the Winter Carnival at Devonport. Um She's got a cracking record on the Pepita. Uh, and uh, hopefully when she gets back to the Pepita, she can find a form, because we were really disappointed with the last effort. But mm. um, hopefully she can bounce back on a home track, mate. And, and, you know, I think she's probably the one to follow out of the stable, mate.
2: Like many in the industry, so, didn't, so many people in racing do more than one thing. Is it true you used to call or, or, or you may even still call a few trolls, Mark?
5: No, I got the bullet from calling them. <laughs> but, yeah, I called them, for, I called them for many a year, mate, to be honest. It was only more of a, of a gag than anything. You know, like it was never something I did sort of seriously. But I thoroughly enjoyed calling them the Denport Trolls. And um, used to have an old horse called G-Force, and he got many a rap when he trolled.
2: Did uh, were You a bit unlucky, a bit like the protest to get the bullet. Were you, did you just sort of just front up and go, "Look, I'll tell you what. I think I'm doing a fair job here. I, I, I don't know about all this," or put your hand up and went, "No, look, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll exit stage left." No,
5: nah, not not really. I um, unfortunately one of my horses got a positive swab, and they moved me to one side for six months, and that's how I lost the gig at all in <laughs> the troll.
2: Tell, I'll tell you what. If they, uh, I was saying this the other day. This sounds this, this sounds harsh, particularly after talking about Conor kind of Crook all, earlier, but. If everybody who ever got a, a positive at any stage during their career, if they all got pushed aside for six months, no it's you and me talking on Taz yeah, Racing yeah, Talk. That's no, uh, no, these no, things. No. These things happen, unfortunately, but it hasn't stopped you going on with an upward in the training career. And is this, is this right now the best the best group of horses you've had?
5: Oh, clearly, mate. Yeah, I've got some some horses with some real promise in the stable. Which you know, I've just been a bit of a battler, bit of a battler most of my life, to be honest, mate. Just doing the best we could with what we had. but I'd say clearly this is um, the nicest crop of horses I've got together and I purchased two cracking colts at the sales just gone. So, um, you know, the suit is really bright for us here at Brayside Park, mate.
1: Does that really sort of invigorate you? Um, it can be a tough life sometimes being a, a trainer with the early starts and, and things like that. So does uh, this current crop and, uh, and what you've bought at the upcoming sales really sort of make you spring out of bed in the morning?
5: Oh, 100%, Brownie. Um, in, in everything you do, if you're having a bit of success or mm. there's a, a big light at the end of the tunnel, mate, it doesn't matter whether you're playing footy or whether you're training racehorses, if there's a light at the end of the tunnel... And
2: it seems to be getting brighter. You, you can't wait to get out of bed and get at them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, no. st- I'm still looking for There's light at the end of the tunnel, is there? <laughs> the light, the light oh, you're oh, seeing right. is, oh, is going to be a different light. Oh, right. it's, it's a just different a, light, is <laughs>
1: it? You'll be heading up to heaven.
2: <laughs> oh, look. There he is. There <laughs> yeah, he is. Hey, uh, Mark. Well, I, been... I don't want to see that light.
1: <laughs> no, no, none of us do.
2: Mark, it's, I think yeah. the light I'm seeing is the light coming out of the beautiful uh, camel Brown's eyes. That's all I've got to work with, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> been great having a chat with you, mate. We wish you all the best of luck and and well done on Montepierre. Yanko winning on Wednesday night.
5: Good on you, thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Cheers, Mark.
2: Let's go for a break here. Our final break on Taz Racing Talk. Hopefully, you're enjoying your listening on SEN track when we come back. Grant's little brother, Tommy from Ladbrokes. That's Tommy Hackett. He'll give us some winners, hopefully.
1: Live around Australia on SEN track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown.
2: Yeah, bugger it. Call me Cam Luke. doesn't really worry me, to be honest. I've been called worse. Oh, yes. Oh, I have been called worse, and by people I thought would never say it. (laughs) Giddy up, punters. Lad broke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In a moment, we've got Tommy Hackett on the line, but you're just uh, halfway through a
1: little pre-race update from... Um,
2: Tony McAvoy. Tony McAvoy about a little horse called Deep Speed. Yes. uh, Race nine,
1: Morfordville tomorrow. um, $2.15 favourite. Looks a very weak field. But we've Mm. drawn outside, barrier 15. So hopefully we can um, slide across, take up a very prominent position and should just be too strong. But I am losing a bit of confidence and faith
2: in this animal. But not in yourself, but in the animal. Yeah, the yeah, animal. Yeah, okay, just, just, and, just clarifying. And, and
1: my ability to see a good deal, because when I was offered uh, 900000 to sell it to Hong Kong after <clears> the second <throat> race, I thought that would be a silly decision. And in <clears> hindsight, <throat> hindsight it, would <clears throat> it would have been a wonderful
2: decision. Maybe you can go back to them and see if the, that offer yeah, still on the table. Yeah, they'll offer me about $80. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cryptocurrency <laughs> drop there. Will it be winning at least for the brown dog deep speed on Saturday, Tommy Hackett, as we welcome you he in? He
6: loves the horse. I am a big deep speed fan, and I, I think it will be winning on Saturday.
2: Did you offer nine? Were you the one that offered 900,000 for it? I didn't offer quite that much. I think I
6: offered 850,000, so I'm But uh, I've always been
1: a big fan. We'll jump off if it doesn't win on Saturday, Tommy. Hey, um, there's four big group ones at Ramwick. I'm excited for it. Let's start with the Inglis uh, Sire. Is it? Is it a one horse affair here in Fireburn?
6: think it is, and so do the punters. really. It's been extremely well back. Fireburn opened at $2.60, now into $1.95. Market says it's going to be very tough to beat. She's Extreme's 8.50, Dormier $10. She beat them fair and square in the Golden Slipper. Yes, The the new form is Magic. Didn't run in the Golden Slipper, was beaten in the uh, Silver Slipper and the Pago Pago at $16. But based on what Fireburn did in the uh, Golden Slipper, I think it's going to be extremely tough to beat. Looks as though we're relish to step up to fourteen hundred metres. We know the wet truck isn't an issue at our uh, wet truck isn't an issue at all, and it should get a really nice run from Barrier Six with Brenton Dollar in the saddle. So it's my best bet of the day, Fireburn, and it'll be nice to see for a change a Golden Slipper winner win another race.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time since that's happened. Um, the Australian Derby, fascinating. I know totsu's a, a could be a potential freak. I reckon you tipped Regal Line on Monday. And it savaged the line to only just go down behind uh, character. Up to the 2400 should suit. Do you still like Regal Lion?
6: Regal Lion was outstanding the other day in the Tulloch Stakes and does look, it was a perfect trial for an Australian Derby. We know Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman have just such a great record in this race. In saying that, I'm sticking with Hitotsu here. I think there's no more interesting horse. On this card than Hitotsu. because if he comes out and wins this Australian Derby with the preparation he's had, there's no doubt he is a genuine freak. So yep. he's been three dollars out to three eighty with the Ladbrokes market, and it, it's obviously a highly unconventional preparation for an Australian Derby. But they did it in the spring. The heavy track definitely adds another level of complication to that. But if you're just looking on pure class, he is comfortably the best horse in this field. So at three dollars eighty, I'm happy to gamble that he will handle this wet track. So I just want to back the best horse in the race.
1: Is it the type of horse that could go on and, and run and win a Melbourne Cup later in the year, or you don't think that's possible?
6: He does this tomorrow with this preparation on a heavy 10, a bottomless heavy 10. He could do, he could do literally anything this horse, yeah. in my opinion. He could be just one of these absolute freaks. And we know that Kieran Ma and David Eustace are training freaks as well, yeah. and they've done things differently with this horse, and they've been rewarded. And I'm hoping they'll be rewarded again tomorrow.
1: TJ Smith, I love uh, the battle between Nature Strip and Eduardo. Nature Strip, one of the great enigmas in racing on its uh, best day. He's unbeatable, but he hasn't produced his best this preparation. Does Nature Strip bounce back?
6: A really interesting race. Nature Strip, he's got that great third up record. We've seen him last few preparations. He's been flat second up and we saw him come out and win the TJ Smith last year and the Everest in the spring. So he's still a deserving favourite for mine. We know Eduardo's going to run well. He's $3.90 with Ludbrokes, never runs a bad race. He likes the wet tracks. He's going to be right there in the mix. Shelby 66, the market moved with Ludbrokes, $8 into $6. If you told me four weeks ago that that Shelby 66 would be $6, For a TJ Smith, I would assume you meant $600. But it's been (laughs) one of the most remarkable things we've seen in racing for some time. And it would cap off the fairy tale. I personally think he's under the odds at $6. This is another level from a a, a galaxy, but he's absolutely flying. But the value for mine here could be Mark Data at the $9. He's run well on a heavy track before. His two runs this preparation have been down the Spellington straight. I'm not convinced he's a straight track horse. Back to Randwick where he's raced really well. We saw him narrowly in the TJ last year, narrowly beaten in the Everest. He's drawn barrier one, but if there's a jockey that's going to be able to duck and weave and find the right winning path for Mars Crusader, it is William Pike. So I think Nature Strip's a deserving favourite, but I don't think Mars Crusader should be the $9 that's currently
1: available. All right, and the last but not least of the group ones is the 1,600 metre Doncaster Castle. I love the model. Donnie. What a race the Donnie is. This field is just unbelievable. Uh, where's the early money been in this one?
6: Favorite races as well, the Doncaster mile. The favorite and the market mover is Forbidden Love. 450 into 380. She's thrown into this race at the weight. She's won a Canterbury Stakes. She's won a George Ryder. She still gets into this race with 50 kilos. She's certainly weighted to win. She's the horse to beat. I'm struck comes out of that All Star mile. He's $5. Converge the Randwick Guineas winner. He's value, in my opinion, $9.50. That Randwick Guineas win was outstanding when he beat Animo. Probably didn't handle the 2,000 metres when he went up for the Rose Hill Guineas, but I like this method. Gay Waterhouse Chris Waller, they've done it before. Horses, they run over 2,000 metres, come back to 1,600 metres for a big round wick mile. I think converges the value there at 950. And a horse I think you need to add to your exotics is Kiss on All Four Cheeks. $26 the win, $7 the play. Dan Morton fought it over from Perth. She was very, very good in the Shaftesbury Avenue where she was pretty dominant there. She gets in well at the I length. She can run really well. And then hopefully we'll, see, hopefully we'll see her back up in the Queen of the Turf next week as well.
2: Now, Ivan, I must admit, I grew up loving thoroughbred racing and I probably don't follow it as closely as I used to. How do you win $2 million and get in to a Donnie with 50 kilos?
6: She's def- the original weights that were set out were set out before she won those. the Canterbury and the George Ryder. You can't get a weight penalty for winning a weight for age race. But... In saying that, she was still a Group 1 winner. She won the surround stakes last preparation. So I think she's still, she definitely was well in at the weights to start with. And then there's no doubt she's gone to another level this preparation that the I certainly hasn't seen coming. So she, I, I, I've seen it said on Twitter this week that she's probably one of the best weighted horses we've seen in a Group 1 race for, for some time. I certainly can't disagree, and there's a reason why she is now a clear favourite.
2: So basically I I asked both of you that question, you've given me a beautiful, detailed, complex and quite compelling answer and Brownie answered, it's weight (laughs) so (laughs) I think both of your answers were good and I'll assess which was better in in the due course of time, but uh, just different perspectives, really, I would say. Uh, anything more for Tommy before we say au revoir no, here, nothing, Brown Dog? No, nothing
1: from me, Tommy. Great synopsis of uh, what should be a fantastic uh, day of racing. Oh.
6: Absolutely, boys. Cannot wait for it. Just fingers crossed we can get through the whole meeting. Uh,
2: that, would, that would be good. Hey, Tommy, it's been great chatting with you, mate, and um, I'm giving you a narrow nod here in terms of that, that response, J- just slightly better than Brown Dogs. We'll talk to you next week on TAS Racing Talk.
1: A great See you, mate.
2: We will. Um, and as we go to the break, remember this, kids. Wherever you are, this is our final break. It's all about weight. We'll be back very soon. Taz Racing Talk final stands are coming up.
1: Live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Taz
2: Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Well, amazingly, neither of those blokes are here now. Riding solo, as I love to do, one out in the Gold Square. Just to say au revoir, really, you're going to have a great five hours coming out. Brown Dog, who eats roughly 15 meals a day, has gone to get meal number six right now just to prepare himself for the big five hours on track side on SEN Track with Sammy Highland. So we expect some winners from the boys. And before we go, I'll leave you with a, a couple of little notes. Collingwood is the team that I support on Saturday Night Will play Along. The most heartbreaking uh, Collingwood loss of all time. For me, it was in the 2007 preliminary final. So this one this one matters. This one matters. Really want to beat Geelong. I was born and raised in Geelong. Born and raised in the back blocks of Detroit, the City of Dreams, and was a lone Collingwood supporter. It was a desperately lonely and painful childhood. But I've come through it, and now I just really want to beat Geelong this weekend. And if I want to, just quickly before I say goodbye, give, you, give everyone something to watch. This is a very old Documentary, But for anybody who loves basketball and anybody who loved The Last Dance, there was a documentary made some years ago. You can find it on SBS On Demand called The Dream Team. It goes for five or six episodes. I'm currently going through them right now, and it is stunningly good. Clyde, Clyde Drexler saying he was better than Michael Jordan. Um, a lot of talk about Michael Jordan keeping Isaiah Thomas off the olympic team larry bird not wanting to play magic johnson having to convince guys to turn up uh absolutely outstanding but that's got nothing to do with Taz racing hopefully you have enjoyed this episode of Taz racing talk jamie Coxhut, caleb williams pat ryan and great to chat a little bit about his son brendan as well who joins us regularly on this program and also on the thursday night let's fly and mark Anderson, it's been fun as always, hopefully you've enjoyed and hopefully you'll enjoy the next five hours. You will hear from me next. This will be the longest break you've had in a long time. Tomorrow night, 6pm, I'll be in with Damo Watson to take you through and try and find your winners on the Tabcorp Park Melton Trotts. Trots. And don't worry, I will come armed and we will end up with a profit. Very much appreciated your company. Enjoy the next five hours and catch you tomorrow night.